Oh my god, that's iconic. Hello everyone and welcome back to That's Iconic. I'm your host, Molly Treaty, and we are in episode 11 of season 2. You're going to have to ignore the fact that my cat is chomping on his food behind me and most likely will have some major crackhead energy as soon as he's done eating. Um, that's probably going to cause a little bit of background noise, but we will we will get through it. We'll do just fine. Um, I took a few weeks off of podcasting. Uh without really planning to take a few weeks off. I had a few people lined up. I got a little bit sick in the middle. Um, It was not COVID. I still have never tested positive for COVID. I really thought this time it probably would be a positive result, but it was not. It was just a very violently horrible cold um, that lasted roughly three days, but the exhaustion extended far after the fact. And then I tried to organize a few people to get together to record, and every time a recording came up, I just was not in the right headspace. I think I got a little bit burnt out, not necessarily from podcasting, just from life in general and being so busy. Um, So I'm happy that I took a little bit of time off um, to do pretty much anything but podcasts. Not that I don't love podcasting, obviously, but... It was nice to have a break uh, a week or two where I didn't have any editing to focus on. Um, Every weeknight was sort of just lazy and it was lovely. Um, Not a whole lot of new things to report to you guys other than we're back in the saddle. Um, And I do have some guests lined up for the coming weeks that are scheduled, ready to go. They're going to be great. I'm super excited. Um... And I have something special planned for either episode 15 or episode 20. I'm going to be honest with you, it depends on how much longer I plan to podcast, period. Um, Not that the end is near, but the end is probably near. I hate to break it to you guys. (laughs) And today's episode is me, myself, and I. I wanted to do something that was a little less... Uh, labor intensive as far as editing goes to get myself back into the groove of podcasting after having a few weeks off. And I checked my email and didn't even realize I had so many sitting here just waiting for me. Um, I'm not going to read all of them. I only have a few set aside for today's episode to share with all of you. And we'll kind of go through and discuss and read each email, I guess, that I have chosen. Of course, before we dive fully in. I want to hear from you guys. I want to know what you're up to. I'm going to be reading emails today. You should send me an email on top of the fact that I'm reading some today. I'd love to receive new ones from you. And that email is iconicthats at gmail.com. That's iconic is currently taken. Hopefully one day I'll be able to, to claim it, you know, once this podcast really sends me to the moon as far as fame goes. Um, but yeah, send me an email at iconicthats at gmail.com. Follow me on Facebook, uh, Instagram, um, hop on Apple Podcasts, leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. I would really appreciate it. I'm going to start posting more of the reviews on Instagram. I I have a few 
graphics kind of ready to go. I was just waiting to to get back in the saddle and record some more episodes before I posted them. Um, so yeah, leave me a review, follow me on social media, uh, and send me an email at iconicthats at gmail.com. That's all the, the housekeeping items, I would say. Of course, as as it would be with any other That's Iconic podcast episode, I have a drink here prepared for myself, uh, which we have to discuss before we get into the nitty gritty details and all of the fun little emails I have prepared. Um, so tonight's drink is a little bit of an off the wall one for me. I typically go for uh, Captain and Coke or something canned if that's not available, to be honest. I had these ingredients on hand and it kind of sounded good and it turned out, I would say, quite nicely. Um, so tonight I am drinking a Smirnoff pink lemonade vodka with Sprite Zero. Got it, Sprite Zero, because we don't need all that extra sugar, as if the vodka has no extra sugar. Um, but yeah, I already tried it, so I already know it tastes good, but I will try to do a cheers in some way. Nope, that didn't work, but you heard it. Yep, that's my cheers. <laughs> and uh, a sip for you all. Yeah, it's good. It is good. I usually shy away from vodka in every way possible, uh, but I just needed one drink for the episode. I figured I could stomach one vodka mixed drink for all of you. So uh, without further ado, I really, really would love to get into the emails we have today. Um, I'm not going to read the names. We're just going to we're just going to read through uh, one by one. I have I have four emails for us to discuss, uh, for me to talk to myself about, I should say. So the first one is a um, nice, little, nice little paragraph length. The subject line is advice, and it starts, Hello, Molly. I need some advice. I recently got into some money trouble. So this past year, I was living on my own and had to pay around 820 rent, which was a lot for me. From time to time, I would use my credit card because I have a mindset of it will all work out in the end. I got this opportunity to move in with roommates and the rent dropped to around three fifty, which was awesome, which was awesome. Excuse me. Along with this, I started a second job where I can work from home and get paid really well. The problem I'm running into is that even the, the problem I'm running into is that even with the lower rent and the second job, I still feel like I'm struggling to make my payments. I make coffee at home. I meal prep a week weeks worth of meals for around $10. Any advice to someone who's struggling with money from you? Also, I'm moving in with my mom when my lease is up to try and help. Advice on living with your mom when you're 25 would be greatly appreciated as well. Love your podcast. The guests you pick are amazing. Sincerely, poor girl bummer. <laughs> uh, poor girl bummer. That's a good email. Um, I can relate to the higher rent that you mentioned, because mine is roughly in that range as well. Um, dropping to 350 would be pretty iconic, though. I would love a situation like that. I don't know how I could get into a situation like that, but I certainly would. It sounds like with the second job, you're going in the right direction. Absolutely. Um, I also can relate to your comments about making coffee at home and meal prepping. I don't necessarily meal prep in advance, but I always take a lunch. I'll make a lunch the night before or in the morning really quick if I have enough time. Um, so I relate to your comments about that as well because I 
do the same thing. I make coffee at home for the most part. I make my lunches myself. And it still seems as if there's never enough money to really go around. Um, And my only solution for that would be another question. Are you going out and drinking? (laughs) Because that is my problem. I don't even really do it that often anymore. I was just saying the other day, it seems like I used to go out once a week with my friends. And now I still hang out with my friends on the weekends. But instead of, you know, going out and buying a bunch of drinks, we'll usually do food and have drinks at one of our places or, um, or have no drinks at all and just hang out in addition to eating dinner together. Uh, but more often than not, my money problems probably stem from spending too much money on alcohol on the nights that those on the nights that I do that. Um, and then I have a chronic online shopping problem. I my best piece of advice to you as far as saving money would be you mention um, saving money by buying coffee and making your own meals. I would double check where exactly you might be spending aside from rent because it's easy for the alcohol purchases on Friday or Saturday night or the uh, random fast food you might be buying in between work and whatever you have going on in the evening. It's easy to check your bank account and not notice those because they seem to not happen too often, but they're probably happening more often than you would think. So I would check it out. Um, As for advice on living with your mom at 25, I'm not so sure I can help you there. I, if I moved back in with my mom right now, I think we would get along fine, but I have changed so much since I fully lived at home with her. I think it would take a bit of an adjustment. So my best piece of advice to moving back home with your mom um, is one, awesome that you're saving money by doing that. Two, Try to start out living back home with her uh, with super open communication and very clear communication. You know, it's easy for a parent, I think, to pull the card of, well, you're living here to save money and I'm allowing you to live here for cheap or no rent, so you have to live by my rules. I think that's a sentence that Um, our parents' generation does a good job of using um, and justifying the way that they treat you as a roommate. Um, But you are an adult and you have lived away from home for however many years. You have a right to privacy. You have a right to use your free time in the way that you want to use it. And I think a really good idea would be to communicate that ahead of time and let your mom know that you want to continue to communicate that to make sure that it doesn't cause any problems. Um, That's what I would do, at least. If I move back in with my mom right now, I think, or my dad, I think I would say, you know, okay, let's have a chat because this is not going to be the way it was when I was 18 and you had like practically full ownership of everything I did. It's very different now. So yeah, just open that, open that conversation um, and hopefully it goes well. Good luck to you, poor girl bummer. Next, um, we have an email here. Uh, it's from a Nicki Minaj fan, apparently. The profile picture is of Nicki Minaj. Um, and the subject line just says fan mail, which we love, we love to receive. Um, hello, that's Iconic Podcast Network with the trademark symbol. Thank you for recognizing that this is a trademarked name. It's not. 
it's not at all. Also, it's not a podcast network, but I appreciate this person for really, for really, uh, trying to hype up my confidence here. I am such a fan of the show and the joy it brings to people. I had a question for the host. What is something you would tell someone struggling with anxiety? I personally deal with anxiety at least on a weekly basis, and it can be very confusing as sometimes there's seemingly no material source. Any tips? Keep up the great work. You inspire us all each and every week. Cheers. Um, <laughs> well, thank you, Nikki fan, for emailing. So I'm going to call you. Uh, I sometimes feel that there is a certain level of anxiety that I struggle with. Um, while it's never been professionally, uh, would diagnose be the word, I believe it's never been professionally, you know, determined. While I am not, uh, a medical professional who has any, uh, qualifications to be speaking on how to, how to live with anxiety, um, <laughs> I will tell you that, um, I have friends who struggle with this and whether I'm much help or not, I always try to tell them, you know, you've had this feeling before and you got through it and you killed it and got through it in such an amazing way and you will do so again this time and the time after that if it continues happening. You will continue to get through it. You will continue to be okay and everything is okay. Um, I, like I said, never been professionally, I don't know if diagnosis is the right word, but I think it is diagnosed with anxiety. I apologize if it's not the right word. Um, but when I do experience similar feelings, I find myself thinking a lot in the present or at least trying to, it's easy to get ahead of yourself, think too far in the future and be afraid of the outcome or afraid of what might happen. Um, and that's not always what anxiety is either. It's not always being afraid of the future or, you know, anxiety about the future, but that's typically where I tend to experience similar emotions. And I typically find it helpful to, first of all, tell someone the feelings that I'm having, that I'm having, the feelings that are happening and the feelings I'm having. I combine those words on accident. Anyway, I find it helpful to share the feelings with someone who I trust. Um, hopefully you have someone like that. If you don't, please feel free to contact me um, and really just try to recognize the fact that you are here now. There is nothing you can do about the past. There's nothing you can do about the future. And really, other than yourself, there's not much that you can control. Um, I find myself using those words to help me let go of whatever stress I'm feeling and just recognize, you know, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And if I can control it, I will. If I can't, I'm going to let it go. Um, easier said than done. Absolutely. But really, you know, just trying to remember that you're okay. It is a feeling that you're having. It is not who you are. Um, stuff like that. Hopefully that makes sense. I kind of fumbled around that one. Um, but regardless, thank you for sending me an email. And as I said, always reach out to me. I am always here for any of my listeners near and far. If I'm close to you, if we're not that close, 
And I mean that sincerely. And anybody who's close to me knows that I mean that sincerely. I will never turn away from someone reaching out for any reason whatsoever, whether you need help or just want to tell me a funny story. I am here for it. Absolutely. The whole reason I started this podcast is because I am in love with other human beings, like as a whole. I just love learning about people. I love experiencing people in different environments. And, you know, sitting in front of a microphone with me is certainly a different environment for both people involved. Even if I might sit in front of a microphone every week, it's always with someone new. Um, Yeah, so I am always 100% open to hearing from anyone about anything. That is such a broad way to put it, but it's so wholeheartedly true. Next email we have here is another little uh, advice one for the most part. Um, The subject line reads, sending in for an upcoming listener episode. So I appreciate you sending. They were hoping that I would have one coming. Um, It reads, no, no intro, just kind of goes right into it. Went to therapy today. It was so tough, but so good. It feels good to have a space that you know is okay to cry in. P.S. It's totally okay to feel feelings, even if they hurt or are scary. I need to learn how to accept that myself sometimes. I agree. I agree with that statement. Um, And then it continues on. Hammocking and being outside is the peak of my existence. I love hearing birds chirp and feeling the sun on my skin. My freckles are coming back. I feel so grounded and connected to nature when I can be outside more, and I cannot wait for spring and for the season to shift indefinitely. I had a problem with a classmate of mine. She doesn't take accountability or assume responsibility for her actions that have led her to have specific consequences, specifically falling a super failing, excuse me, failing a super important class in our program. There's a lot of courage to assume accountability and making excuses and pushing off your consequences onto other external factors just gives me the ick. Like you are a brave enough person. You are a brave person for acknowledging mistakes or your shortcomings and you aren't weak for doing so. Doing the exact opposite just turns me away from people like this, and it's gotten to the point where anything they say kind of aggravates me. Classes are going super well for me, and I'm on track to graduate in two to two and a half years, which is faster than the expected time, and I am super excited. And then it has a little sign-off, but I won't be sharing names today. Um, I love this email. It goes so into detail. Oh, I'm in love with all of this. Hammocking, being outside, loving going to therapy, even if you're not always in love with the idea of going. I... Do not currently see a therapist, but I have in the past, and I can agree with this 100%. It is so nice to speak to someone who is totally unbiased, has no idea, like, personally who the people in your life are. You can just express everything you need to express and have someone listen and really, like, give you a good conversation about what you're feeling or what you've been going through. Oh, I love that feeling so much. I will always be an advocate for therapy, 100%. Um, Yeah, and being outside, hammocking, your freckles are coming back. I'm so happy to hear that. And then we go into the problem with the classmate. So I definitely had experience with some people in, well, high school, of course, but college specifically, Um, not taking accountability or responsibility for their actions. I, especially in group projects, I am such a people person. Clearly I sit and I do this with multiple people from all walks of life and I have the best time ever. Um, But one thing that I could never enjoy in college and any time a professor 
like brought this up in class, I would roll my eyes so hard and get so irritated. Any type of group work. Oh, I hated it so much. I was not a fan. You always have that one person in the group who just sits quietly, lets everybody else do stuff. And then there's one person who likes to take charge, but like delegate instead of actually do things. Oh man. Yep. Those drive me crazy. I would so much rather do the work on my own because I know it's going to get done the right way. And I know if I do it wrong, it only falls on me. I don't have anybody else to blame or hunt down for doing things wrong. Um, yeah, it's just... I get how how you're feeling here. Um, I'm not exactly sure how to fix it because in my experience, people like that don't change, uh, especially in college when you're not really close to the people you're working with in groups. Uh, even if they're in your program, you might not be the best of friends. So it's hard to have a conversation like that with someone who in a year's time might not even be in your life anymore. Um I, my best advice, honestly, would probably just be, you know, take a deep breath, do what you need to do as well as you can, hold accountability and respond, take responsibility for what you've got. Um, and I was never really one to run to the teacher for help in situations like this. Um, I can think of one time in college that there was a major project and it was only three of us and one of the people was doing absolutely nothing and it was very, very labor intensive. Um, And the other classmate and myself went to the professor uh, to discuss it basically. And our main goal was genuinely just to cover our asses because the end of the project was getting near and that person's portion probably wasn't going to be complete. And we wanted to make sure that we got credit for what we did Um, and we did. And then, and then we also got more credit than actually we probably should have, but we will take it. Obviously I graduated. I'm here now. It went well, it worked out. So worst case scenario, it doesn't make you a tattletale to go to your professor, especially in college. I feel like everyone is an adult. And if you're not able to function as the rest of the adults in your program or in your class are doing, you need to be called out for it because, You just said you're going to graduate in two to two and a half years. Um, And I know you, so I know you're talking about grad school. Um, So yeah, at at your age and at your point in schooling, there's no reason why we should have someone who's not able to pull their weight and it should be corrected. Absolutely. A hundred percent. So yeah, good luck with that. Keep me posted. Let me know how that goes. Our final email of this episode is another one with the subject line just simply advice. And it starts, Hey Molly, I would love to get your take on a little predicament that I'm in. Love it already. It goes on, How would you recommend going about a situation with a roommate who has been completely engulfed in a toxic relationship? Oh boy. The boyfriend is incredibly incredibly controlling and likes to keep tabs on her at all times. To preface, they work together, have classes together, and spend most hours of the day in the same room. Despite all of the time physically together, the couple hours a day that she is home, they call each other. I'm not talking one I'm not talking one phone call a day. It's two calls in the morning before they go to work. The second she gets back from the gym with him, he's already on the phone. He typically calls once an hour and the phone call lasts at least 20 minutes each. Am I just biased about the obnoxious amount of phone calls because I don't like the guy or is this concerning behavior? If you think concerning, how would you advise to approach this? 
She is not good with any kind of criticism and is so up his ass that I worry addressing it would just drive a wedge in our relationship. I don't want to sit idly by as he continues to manipulate her. Ugh. Thank you. Pretty please keep this anonymous. Sincerely concerned citizen. Of course I will keep it anonymous concerned citizen. Um, This is an interesting one because we all can relate to having a friend who's in a toxic either relationship like romantic relationship or a toxic friendship or a toxic situationship. Um, You know, maybe it's a toxic relationship with a family member. You know, we, everybody has either for the most part, probably had a relationship like this or very closely witnessed a relationship like this. And to be honest, by the way you describe it, I'm just going to say we all know how it ends. They're obsessed with each other. Maybe he's a little bit more controlling or a little bit more in her face about the attention that he needs. Um, Eventually, I feel like in situations like this, one party either gets really sick of it really fast, or maybe not really fast, but eventually gets sick of it and calls it quits. Or it takes a village to tell one or the other how horrible this is for them. And someday they either end up finally listening or they figure it out on their own. In my experience, they figure it out on their own, which does take longer and is quite frustrating, especially for someone like me who wants to just control her friend's lives and just make everything work the way that I can tell it needs to. Um, But humans are imperfect and humans make mistakes and they fumble through life all day, every day. We all do. Nobody truly knows what's going on. Nobody truly knows what they want. And it takes time. My best advice to you, just because this is also advice that people close to me have been giving me as I navigate friendships uh, that might be toxic or relationships that might be toxic, or as I navigate helping friends who are in toxic situations like that. um, One and this is easier said than done, is you have to let go of the control you wish you had over her relationship and let her make her own mistakes. That's hard because you said she's a roommate and also a close friend. Uh, You mentioned not wanting to bring it up because it might drive a wedge between the two of you. So obviously you care about this person. Obviously you're close. Um, But truly taking a step back and letting her make her own mistakes and learn the hard way is the best option. 100%. Um, You know, you can try to tell her over and over and over again, and it might be a situation where she truly does not listen until she figures it out herself, which could take time. Um, But I can tell you right now with confidence that if and when she does figure it out on her own, she is going to be more than grateful at the fact that you stuck around and you let her make those mistakes with maybe an occasional nudge in the right direction. You know, you don't always have to just agree with what she's doing. Um, But she will be so, so grateful in the long run that you let her make those mistakes and learn from them while also still being there. That is the most important part. And honestly, I think that's the best advice I could give you. I wish I could tell you, you know, try this method and she'll realize he sucks or try this method and she'll realize that it's a bad idea. 
but it, it really is, it really is one of those things where you have to let them fumble through it. Like I said, humans are fumbling through everything all day, every day, just trying to be happy, trying to find a way to get through to the next day and the next day after that. Um, but yes, I mean it when I say you will be better friends in the long run and she will appreciate you so much more if you let her figure this out and just be there for her as it happens. Um, again, easier said than done, but that is true unconditional love of a friend if I've ever seen it. And you just have to, you just have to do it. And I do agree with you on all the points you made. Um, I do think it's concerning, especially because I know a little bit more about this situation than what's in the email. So I'm a little bit biased. (laughs) I'll be honest to the other listeners. I do know more details than just what's here. Um, so I can agree wholeheartedly that you are correct. Um, yeah, but, but ultimately I'm just keep repeating this, but it is so important. Let her make her own mistakes and love her through it. And that is the best advice I could give you truly. And thank you for your email. Thank you so much to everyone for your emails. Those four were fun to read through. It was definitely variety. None of them were similar. They all had something different to bring to the table. We love to see it. I didn't even sip on my drink this whole time. I'll take another sip quick. Yep, that's delicious. Um, That's it. That's all I've got. This was a short episode today, but I mean, it's just me. You know, how how much could I really have to talk about just by myself? Um, I start ranting. I'm like, this bitch that I know named, she's such a, and I can't even, and you know, what if I just did that this whole episode? I just sat down and just complained about everyone in my life, like to no end. Um, (laughs) All right, we need to be done. I'm losing my mind. Thank you guys so much for listening. Do not forget to hop on Apple Podcasts. Leave me a five-star review. Get on Instagram. Follow me. That's Iconic Podcast or That's Iconic uh, Facebook. Same thing. That's Iconic or That's Iconic Podcast. Give me a like. Give me a follow. I don't really know how Facebook works that well, but I know that I get engagement on there, so I use it. So hop on there and do it. Um, Send me an email. These four beautiful emails were sent to iconicthats at gmail.com and I'm so happy they were because they were so fun to read and they were from four people that I value very, very much. So it makes me really happy that they took time out of their day to share some questions, some stories with me and give me something to to really dive into on this episode. I love you guys very much. I know you're listening um, and I know you know which email was yours. So thank you so much. I do appreciate it. All the support. Um, and yeah, thank you all for listening. Thank you for tuning in with me every two weeks. Um, I will be back on having guests two weeks from now. Um, I have a few lined up actually. I'm going to be recording a couple ahead of time, which is really, really nice. Um, so yeah, we'll get on that and then expect something fun coming. Um, I, I have something in the works and it's going to be a little different, a little something different to listen to, or maybe something different to watch. Wink, wink. There's a hint. We'll see what happens. Uh, thank you again for tuning in. Once again, I'm Molly Treaty, and this is That's Iconic. I will see you again in two weeks uh, with another guest, another wonderful conversation, some delicious drinks, and some good laughs. And uh, in the meantime, always remember, That's Iconic. Thank you, guys. We'll see you in two Thursdays. Bye.